Help, the human's about to escape. Get your paws off me, you dirty ape! <gasps> he can talk. He can talk, 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 he can talk! I can sing! Ooh, help me, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas! Oh, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas! What's wrong with me? I think you're crazy. Want a second opinion? You're all so lazy. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas! Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas! Oh, Dr. Zayas! All right. Uh, well, welcome everybody. Welcome back to Crane Kick Commentaries. Uh, as always, I am your host, Jake Del Mastro, and as always, I am joined by my very good friend and co-host, Keaton Byer. Hello. How's it going? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, so things are maybe a little bit different this episode because uh, Keaton is for the very first time right in front of me, live in studio. Live in studio, and yeah. Uh, we haven't done any episodes together. Uh, it's it wasn't just a COVID thing. No, it, was it wasn't. Literally it was... Like you know, we just never like got the schedule right. Yeah, we're fully but, vaccinated. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, yeah, we're here. We are in in studio together. Although, is this the studio or is my place the studio? Well, I mean, I obviously am. I I have the soundboard, so that makes me. The, oh yeah, of the course, producer, the, the so soundboard. It's, it's my yeah, studio. yeah, right, 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 right. So uh, because I control. The soundboard. The soundboard, yeah. Um, you know, because I can do things like this. You did it. You cut up his brain, <laughs> you bloody babble. Oh, yeah, I meant to get into that last week, but I didn't really get into it. Like, a lot of, lot of uh, lobotomy stuff going on in that, in that time period. Mostly I'm just thinking of Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I guess there was equally, I guess... Was that the same year this movie yeah, was Yeah, I think made? it was the same year. Uh, let me find Either that out. or 69. Uh, I think the one, book may have been 68. Yeah. And the movie was 69. Like, we're talking about, like, the Jack Nicholson movie. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 1975, really? What? Okay, I guess the book was around the book around was 68 time. or something. Uh, 1962 novel by Ken Giese. Wow, we're so fucking far off really? on okay. both counts. Yeah, well, definitely. Um, Okay. I mean, it's the same general era. Like yeah, this was like seven time. years after the yeah, yeah. Planet of the Apes. Yeah, and then you have you know, Rosemary Kennedy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I don't think anybody knew about that at the time, though. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I guess uh, I guess not. Yeah, uh, it's more of a it? retrospective. But um, yeah, like I think also like I guess it showed up in like fiction at the time a lot because i guess it was something people had a lot of anxiety about i don't know yeah well because it was like kind of just after people were like wait no we probably shouldn't lobotomize people yeah it's because not because it good... was and you, yeah. as you can see it was used in this movie as like a tool for like oh you've taken his humanity exactly. away yeah you you've removed his identity um that was my lobotomy uh thought but anyway we haven't really we that was we, your bit on lobotomy well i wouldn't call it a bit <laughs> 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 no, I mean, I'm that not going to go. Tidbit about lobotomy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. like, not like it was yeah, a comedy. That, that wasn't my type five like on no, lobotomy. No. Yeah, no, that'd be uh, f- would not cool. do not do well. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Let's yeah. Uh, anyway, we got lots and lots to talk about actually. Yeah, so um, let's uh, let's uh, we'll push forward. I wanted yeah. to challenge you about some stuff you said last week. Okay, what did I say? You you, you were a bit apologist uh, towards um. Dr. Zayas and his whole operation. <laughs> well, I mean, like, okay, so um, 
I'm not like endorsing his like methods or right. anything. All but I'm saying is that the man has a little bit of a point, you know. With, he has like, a point. Yeah, he, he has a point. Like with you know, uh, man is violent, and that's the whole point of the movie. That is the whole point of the and, movie. And like yeah. you know, um, and so all he's doing is he's just trying to protect ape society from what he sees as you know toxic influences. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he should, like, go round up all the humans and shoot them what like should he it, did. What, what should Dr. Zayas have done differently, are you saying? Like, how could he, what was, what's his bet, what's... What, like, I don't know, somehow he's got to, like, how, I mean... How far does he have to change his methods for you to agree with him? Okay, I don't know, okay, uh... For you to fully be on Dr. Zayas' side. Okay, well, let's... Because right, right now you're, what, 70% on his side? No, I don't know, like, I'm saying, like, I, I, I understand his point, like, as in, like, you know... He's not completely off base that, like, you know, um, the humans were, like, a bad influence on the apes. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean... The and whole, that is the point of the film, the really. The point of the film, yeah, is that humans, yeah, they, they uh, kill themselves. Yeah, like, the, the apes are merely supposed to be an allegory for the humans. That's how sci-fi works. Like, it's supposed to hold up a mirror oh, to... Oh, like, allegory. Although... But... That brings us to my first, uh, my first point here about what uh, the director himself described the movie. He said it wasn't science fiction. He described it as Swiftian satire, not science fiction. Swiftian? I mean, well, I mean, he could say whatever the fuck he wants, but <laughs> it's science fiction. I mean, it can be satire and also be it's like Swiftian. I mean... He's Swift, like he's talking about, like like Gulliver's Travels or whatever. Yeah, I mean that's what he's, I think, known for these days. But he also, I think, he was in his time more well known for his satirical essays. Right, but I mean, I'm saying, like, I would say, like, Gulliver's Travel is science fiction. No, no, boo, <laughs> not science fiction. I vaguely science. I can see there's there's, I can see. I mean, no. I, I'm saying it could be. If you look at it the right way. Okay, well, we'll 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 cover the Jack Black film Gulliver's Travels one day, and then maybe we'll, yeah, we'll talk we'll, about the original. We'll, we'll truly hash. I seem to remember watching like another adaptation of that, which I, I was more interested in. I think there's several. I don't think I've seen the Jack Black one. But... No, I don't think I have either. I think there's an animated one that's right. No, I think you remember it's being live action. But this is anyway. We're ago, so anyway. off topic. So. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yes, I think this movie is sci-fi. Whether or not the director okay, thinks it is sci-fi, so you disagree with Frank Schaffner? I disagree with him on the sense that, like, that it's not science fiction. And no, I, I think, but he I was... mean, I also think, like, you know, the two things he says, like Swifty and satire, are not science fiction. Those things are not, you know, mutually exclusive. No, I think he was being a tad dramatic. Yeah. Um. But yeah. He also said that the responsible elements... I, they, I thought this interview with him was hilarious. He said the responsible elements in making that picture uh, acceptable was the production design, the costuming, and the makeup. So I, I thought that was a, a, an, an interesting quote because, because it illuminated the fact that I don't think he thought the movie would be acceptable without those things. Yeah, well, I mean, I... Mean, I... Was I honestly, like, I think back you were to the talking whole science fiction it. thing, I was honestly saying, like, okay, you know... Oh, because I was talking about Star Trek, and I was saying, like, the reason why Star Trek... Or Star Trek did get cancelled, but for other reasons. Um, the reasons why, you know, it didn't have the same pushback from the studio on that is because it was sci-fi, and because, you know, um, the allegory is, like, 
I mean, the allegory in Star Trek is pretty overt, but it's, like yeah, at yeah, least yeah. it's like okay, there's a guy in a silly alien makeup. You're they not can... gonna like take him as seriously as if it's like you know. They're not direct mirrors like the apes are. The aliens are uh, a little less direct. No, but a... I'm saying the apes are do the same thing. Where you're like somebody's in ape makeup, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna see it as like, uh, like it's more of an allegory that's like you know it takes a minute to get and, and right, there's plausible right, right, deniability. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, right, right. Because right. it's like it's 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 obvious that it's an allegory. But I'm saying like at least. You, if you're trying to sell this to like the studio or whatever, you'd be like, oh, you know, you can plausibly say that it isn't. Yeah, I suppose that's true. We talked a lot last week about like yes. production as we, we did. always do. Uh, we talked about makeup and how you can't cut back on it. Yeah, well, because so they did not cut back on makeup at all. Um, they obviously had to do a shit ton of makeup for every fucking day because obviously it's Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I mean, everybody uh, had to be, like, all, almost every character in this movie has makeup. Yeah, basically. Like, the other, like, there's a couple humans. Most of them get killed immediately, and then for most of the movie, the only two humans are uh, Nova yeah. and Taylor. Right? Yeah, and then the only time Landon appears again, he has to have that lobotomy makeup on. Yeah, <laughs> he does have makeup as well, yeah. Although it's not as intense. Um, I heard that when they were producing the movie that, like, kind of... Uh, the people in ape makeup hung out like separately from the people in human I makeup heard... because like they uh i don't know it was just like the because the um it was kind of mirrored what happens in the film yeah they like but but like the reason for that was obviously because all the people in ape makeup had to show up on the set like way ahead of yeah, everybody yeah, exactly, else right yeah. so they were all already hanging out well apparently even like further than that they like within the ape uh, uh, groups they started hanging out. Oh, only like the chimpanzees in, yeah. hung out with the chimpanzees <laughs> yeah. and the gorillas hung out with the they, gorillas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They couldn't explain why that happened, but they're like, it just kind of naturally happened. I yeah. guess because they all did it together in the same rooms. I assume, yeah, like I guess, all the chimps yeah. had their makeup done together. So I guess you kind of like you spend. Or maybe it's just human nature, man. Whoa. Or chimp nature. <laughs> yeah, no, ape I, nature. I, I, ape nature. I assume it's just because they were all in the same room having their That's makeup That's my done. assumption is that they all just did makeup together. And that just became friendly. And then, and it's just yeah, kinda, I guess, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so as because of that, as we mentioned... But does that mean that, like, you know, Chuck Aston was essentially just, like, alone most of the time? <laughs> yeah, I think so. He, well, he showed up... Well, he told this story. Uh, I don't think this was the TVO interview. It's a different one. But yeah, he, yeah. he told this story where um, he ran... Years later, he ran into Kim Hunter, who played uh, Zira? Is that her name? Yeah. Zira? Oh, did, did, did he not... Re or did she not... Did they not recognize each other or something well, like yeah, that? Yeah, well, she was like... Obviously, hey, she recognized him. Well, yeah, but, she was like, like Chuck, a... how you doing? And he was like, who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> I was in ape makeup the whole time. Yeah, he had never seen. He, he said he had never seen her not in her ape makeup. So right, that I guess he didn't that, recognize the voice either. Yeah, it yeah. implies that he showed up hours later. So yeah, I mean that would make sense. I mean, why have Chuck Austin on set? Yeah, when why he pay? Doesn't him? need to be there. Yeah, why pay him for those? Yeah, well, I assume. I don't know. Who knows how he was getting paid? Um, I mean, presumably not that much. Yeah. <laughs> so. So we mentioned John Chambers last week who did the makeup. He yes. had a makeup crew of over 80 people um, who he trained, which is hilarious. Um, well, uh, yeah, you needed a lot of makeup for this, this film, right? Yeah, apparently. I mean, just the, the volume of makeup that has to go on. Yeah, exactly. And, like, just constant, every, as we said, every day. Um, but, like, because of this, who is the guy? I think his name was Edwin Robertson. 
I forgot to look this up. I put a bunch of stars next to it, so I'd look it up later and then forgot uh, to do it. What, what did he do? He was the guy who played Dr. Zaius in the, uh, in the, the, um, the test um, oh. shoot. He was like a relatively well, like famous actor at the time. Um, and he, he turned down the role because he was like, I have a bad heart. And like, oh, I'm just going to die of like, like you know, I, I, overexertion in this sweaty makeup. Yeah. And I can't handle this makeup. So, <laughs> so I, I, he backed out at the last minute. So they got somebody else to play Dr. Zayas. Yeah. I mean, and uh, who was the guy that played Dr. Zayas? Because he was like a, uh, I have the IMDb page right here. Maurice Evans. Maurice Evans. Uh, what else was he in? Uh... Yeah, it's funny that besides Chuck Heston, I was never like the, the cast never like. Really? Made oh, he wasn't bewitched. Impact. Oh, yeah. There you go. Right. Uh, like for like a lot of episodes. Um, he was a relatively main cast member. I mean, I don't. I've not even. I'm not really seen that much of that show, so I don't really. Know I've seen a few episodes he here and there, but yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah, seen yeah. a couple episodes because just like you know, 1960 television is like. Yeah, it's good. Um, good stuff. But. So what were you saying about uh, Edward, Edward Robinson? Just he didn't do it because he didn't do it because he could, he was like no. Nope. After that one test, which was decidedly less intense than even what they had. I know, ended yeah. Up going so it's with. like he's definitely like the actual guy ended up wearing way more. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And they were wearing those like leather jackets too. Like this looked like heavy fucking makeup. Yeah. Um. Apparently, Ingrid Bergman was asked to play Zira. Um, really. But she turned it down for well, the I same think, reason. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Also, it's like, you know, I don't know. I feel like she's a bit too high profile. <laughs> to be in this yeah, movie. I'm Ingrid fucking Bergman. It's Why like I'm, I... I'm not gonna put on some fucking dummy I'm makeup. Not be like... a fucking yeah. I think I think that was uh, uh, the consensus. Amongst... I have. I don't know how many Oscars. I don't actually know if she has. I assume she does. But One like, would assume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't actually know. I'm not very good with uh, pre 2011 Oscars, um, but. Uh, yeah, I think that was similar because apparently Raquel Welch was also uh, 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 approached. But she she was Raquel Welch wasn't she approached to play um, Nova? Yeah, yeah, not yeah. not for Zero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but she also turned it down. I assume the reason why she came up was just like because her outfit in ten, uh, was it ten, one I can't remember the movie. Well, that's I think like it might have been was it Conan? No, no, no. It was uh, one million years BC or something. Oh, like yeah, that. ten, ten, ten thousand. No, or, that's a different. No, movie. Yeah, that's, that's a, a Roland that, Emmerich a, movie. That, yeah, oh, yeah, that's which <laughs> is that's a different movie. Yeah, um, I know uh, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was one million years BC or whatever. Anyway, the she, she has from, like the classic, like the leather bikini. Yeah, or whatever, yeah the, 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 the poster, like, <laughs> the poster from Shawshank, the Shawshank Redemption. Exactly, it's the poster <laughs> from the Shawshank Redemption. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But that's why she, I assume she was asked was because of that that poster. But yeah. Uh, she turned it down probably because she was like, no, I'm not going to be, there's no lines for me and it's a fucking terrible sounding eight movie. Yeah. Like the, the woman who they eventually cast, uh, Linda Harrison, is that her name? Uh, yeah. Linda Harrison. Uh, she, she was like the girlfriend of like the producer, right? Or uh, like the, 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 the studio head Zanuck. Right. Oh yeah. 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 But, um, so I actually read up a little bit on her and like, apparently like she was like, just really desperately trying to make it in like the movie industry and like you know this was like um she was super excited to do this role yeah yeah and apparently she like idolized Doug Heston. well yeah i mean hey, come on yeah <laughs> it's like... it makes sense in that era i suppose um but yeah she but because she played uh she played zero in the screen test right yeah 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 but 
then she played ended up as Nova. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, I, I I heard allegedly they had to drink their lunches. The chimp people had to drink their lunches through a straw. Not just that the does chimp not surprise people. me at all. Actually, but yeah, yeah. So they're in their makeup all day. Yeah, couldn't, couldn't eat. I mean, yeah, it doesn't. When you look at their faces, you can. It's it's pretty clear. It was it was pretty funny listening to the 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 producer go on and on about how like. Uh, how good the makeup was and how like emotive um, it was, and then I guess to be fair, he he mentioned that the eyes were the most emotive part, which is totally true. Like the eyes is the best part of the makeup. Is that yeah. they actually like there's no makeup over the eyes really, right? But the mouth is the mouth is I think we mentioned last week. Yeah, it's kind of stiff in a lot of cases. Yeah, yeah, pretty stiff, pretty stiff. So but, yeah. while we're on the makeup, uh, do you want to talk about the? Uh... The Oscar that they made up just for this movie, <laughs> the honorary Oscar, the yes. honorary Oscar, which is given to John Chambers. Yes, yes, for um his outstanding makeup achievement in the movie. Basically, the best ape makeup, uh, best ape makeup, award, yeah. Which I think is really funny because this movie came out the same year as two thousand one, which arguably had better ape makeup. Debatably, I think it depends. We could have this debate for a while. I but... mean, the, what I will give this movie is that, like, you know, the quantity of ape makeup that had to be produced Precisely. was much larger. So, as a result, you know, that brings down, you know, maybe the attention to detail that they were able to. Yeah, pull out. and the maneuver... but, I mean, as an achieve because the way it's worded is it says outstanding makeup achievement. It doesn't actually say right that it's the best. The best, uh, I. Yeah, I mean, that is kind of confusingly worded because the ape makeup in uh, 2001, it doesn't require as much, like, range. Oh, it, although it does have quite a bit of emoting well, the, the, in, like, actually, if you look at the costume I for 2001. I do remember there's one, there's that one close-up. Yeah, but, like, actually, they were able to, like, curl the lip. The lip, the, I saw, yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that. So, actually... I don't know. I think this like, movie... Like, I think the ape... Yeah, sorry. No, go for what you were I was just going to say this movie won based on a, a, a volume alone, as you yeah, were yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because but... I was going to say... Yeah. Like, um, it was definitely probably a more complicated makeup in 2001 and possibly more, like, realistic in terms of, like, what an ape actually looks like. Yeah. But um, it's... They had to do way more volume in uh, this movie. And obviously, the fact that, you know... Uh, these are not normal ass apes. Like these yeah. are bipedal. Like yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, animals here. Um, yeah. So, but uh, while we're still on Oscars, this also was nominated for two Oscars. What two Oscars was it nominated uh, best for? Best costume design and best original score for a motion picture. Did it win the score? No, these are both nominations. All oh, right, right, right. It didn't yeah. win. It only won the uh, honorary one, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. The score is great. We'll talk about that a bit more later. Oh yeah. Speaking of speaking of Chambers, he himself apparently well like. You know, planning the makeup. He visited the zoo a bunch. This came oh, up yeah. a couple of times. A lot of people visited Doing his the research. zoo. Yeah, did the research. There. Yeah. Uh, where is this in LA? Uh, it's, uh, presumably, I don't know. Um, it didn't say specifically which zoo they went. to. I don't know to, what's but... a good zoo to look at apes. Well, yeah. What's the best zoo to look at apes? Yeah. Well, there's. I was just thinking, like, do we? I assume we do have apes at the Toronto Zoo. I haven't been. Oh, we do. Yeah. I know we have the orangutans. Yeah, um, there's orangutans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I there's yeah, gorillas I've, I've, too. Yeah, I haven't been to the Toronto Zoo in a while, so I don't know what's what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I went to a chimpanzee sanctuary. Oh yeah, in was that in Uganda? Uganda, yeah. Oh, how was that? Pretty sick, diggity. Were they walking on two legs? And some speaking? of them did. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll tell a chimp story later, but okay. um, <laughs> visiting the zoo. But apparently, like they actually, it, 
Um, most of the other like makeup crew hadn't seen an ape for like the longest time. Right. You know, one of the producers was like, "Have you guys actually like seen an ape?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're just kind of working off like you know their own idea of what an ape yeah, looks yeah, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, "Oh no, we haven't we haven't looked at one yet." So he, the producer, quote unquote brought in an ape for them all to look at Wait, what he just said so i brought one in the next day like for a chimpanzee yeah yeah actually that's that's probably true because i mean like there are plenty of movies where like you have to have like a, a ape as part oh, yeah, of the yeah, 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 yeah. You, i'm sure there's like tons of rent an ape kind of yeah, things yeah. In oh you need an ape i'll get you an ape yeah <laughs> uh what were, was there another movie where, uh we're talking about renting. Oh, we're talking about John Wick about the dog. We're getting the dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's about... plenty of services for that. Yeah, yeah. There's. there's I assume plenty. an ape is like a chimpanzee is probably more expensive. You know. I feel like there's probably more. And paperwork. you probably also need to, you know, pay him a uh, pay the chimpanzee a per diem. <laughs> we'll we'll <laughs> so... talk about this later. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 So the zoo continues. Hunter. Uh. Uh. Kim Hunter and. What was his name? Something McDowell. Roddy McDowell. Ronnie McDowell. Roddy. Roddy McDowell. He's a Cornelius, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They also, they visited the zoo together to study the mannerisms and whatnot, they said. I mean, it's important. You gotta, you gotta understand the role. You gotta, you gotta get into the head of a chimp. Yeah. I mean, Uh I guess that's, that's probably one of the easier animals to get in the head of. Yeah. um, As opposed to like getting in the head of a giraffe or something, I don't know, like something that's is not at all like a human. But apparently McDowell would also drive home with his ape makeup on <laughs> to shock people on the freeway. That's hilarious. Uh, he didn't say that. Someone else said that. So I don't know if that's 100% true. Because oh, I, I was bet like, you that is true. Well, I was just speculating. Like, it's probably pretty fucking hard to take that makeup off, though. Yeah. So, like... If, oh, if you, you like, think he would have had to stay to get it off? Yeah, I feel like you have to have that professionally removed. Otherwise, you're right. going to, like, damage it. You can't just, like, tear it off. You know what? I bet, like... This is in LA. We're talking about, uh, you know. I bet you nobody would have thought twice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you know, there's tons of bad shit happening. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Crazy shit happening in that city. Like somebody like driving around as a as an ape. You know. Man? Yeah, I mean, I'm you sure know? somebody in the same on the same you know freeway was driving with an ape in the passenger seat. Exactly. So it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> smoking a cigarette. So it's not <laughs> that absurd to see an ape beside the in behind the wheel. I imagine. Exactly. Yeah. They produce so much makeup apparently that castaway pieces uh, would appear in various other Fox projects really, for yeah. like years afterwards. I'm sure there was also like a huge like secondary market for like these pieces because like as we're probably going to talk about a little bit later there's like a really big fandom for this movie. Oh yeah yeah. This is like I'm sure there are people who are like I have a pair of Dr. Zeus's ears or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. like, you know? yeah. <laughs> It's I my think, prized possession. <laughs> I think there's a lot of that yeah. Um, yeah. Specifically the. Although I assume they also used these things in the sequels to this movie. Yeah, that a was lot of pieces, yeah. one of the pieces, specifically the... Um, uh, Which is maybe why they managed to make those movies for such cheap... Yeah, that's actually probably why, is because they spent so much money on this He's film. like, we gotta get a return on investment. Well, that was the one thing they didn't cut back on when they, uh, exactly. when they cut the budget, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, I think someone said, uh, I was reading, they uh, like calculated to like modern equivalent of spending $2 million of your budget on makeup. Which is pretty, pretty big for yeah. uh, for that film. But <laughs> they were apparently mop- monopolizing so much of uh, Hollywood's makeup talent that other projects had to be delayed, uh, so that they could wait for these uh, ape makeup artists to be freed up. Yeah, because <laughs> they were using, as uh, as we mentioned, eighty 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proof. So like there were other Hollywood productions that just couldn't get into production because they were waiting for the eight makeup. Yeah, and I was like, there's nobody, there's no yeah. makeup crew around. That's we have hilarious. To, we have yeah. to wait. Um, yeah, because like once again, like it's every, it's like almost every actor for most of the scenes has eight makeup, and tons of background actors. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I wonder what the degree of like. Oh, I'm sure the guys in the back had much shittier makeup. That's what I'm wondering, and I wonder what yeah. the degree of variation, like how long did it take for a background guy to get yeah made up versus like Zira. Like how? What's the hour difference? I wonder. I'd love to know that. Why? Well, I mean, I know like. Um, I don't know, like generally, like a a full face makeup like that is. I think it's supposed to be like four hours or whatever. To get yeah, it. yeah. Because yeah. well, like they mentioned, from yeah, like you sorry, what you saying? I was just gonna say they mentioned like they were in there for at least four hours. Like yeah, some of them, but yeah. I think that was the main cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, good thing they didn't have to do like most of the rest of the body. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if they did, were wearing like uh, uh. Well, I think that's one of the reasons why they probably nixed the uh the the gloves on their feet idea. Right, so they didn't have to Because it's just like, yeah. think about all the money they already spent doing all this. Yeah. And then think about the additional thing of having the feet. I'm trying to remember what kind of shoes they were wearing. Well, you don't see it most of the time, but I think they're just wearing boots, like, especially right. like the gorillas. Like yeah. they're wearing, like, you know. So you can, you can assume boots. that there's opposable toes under there. There could be, but yeah. Although they, they don't really, they, you'd think they would use them if they had them. Yeah, I mean, I think it was honestly probably a budgetary thing. Yeah, probably. Because that would be sick yeah. to see the gorilla like shooting with his feet. How? Riding would he a horse? be riding upside down or yeah, something like riding, that? Like, <laughs> doing like a circus trick. Oh, God. That probably is in one of the new movies. Yeah, probably. I mean, I haven't seen all the new movies. No, I've seen, I've seen maybe one of them. I've seen, the I saw one. the first one. Yeah. And then I saw this. I've seen a couple of them, but yeah. other than the first one, I don't think I was. Uh, uh, I don't think I could remember what happens in any of them. Are they supposed like are they supposed to be um like you know in the same universe as the original movie? I th- as far as I know, I think they're prequels. Yeah, cuz they're all they all happen in present day or shortly after that. Yeah. So they could exist in the same universe. I think yeah, I think they're supposed to be prequels, but I don't really know. Right, yeah. I don't really know. It's been uh, a while since I've seen any of them. Yeah, exactly. Um so this is a a, a, a kind of similar crossover from uh, 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 the last film we did. Apparently, Chuck had the flu for... Uh, oh, just like... Uh, just like Keanu. Just like Keanu, yeah, yeah, Chuck yeah. had the flu. They... who I forget who it was. I think one of the producers, or maybe one of the actors um, who, who mentioned this, but um, they said he had it for the whole f- time they were filming, but that doesn't seem at all plausible no, because they were filming possible, for yeah. like three months. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you yeah. So, but also, like, he also doesn't look like he has it. Like, you know, he looks good. Like, he looks yeah, like he's, I like, mean, you know. He's probably wearing a lot of makeup, but... Yeah, that's true, but I mean, like, thinking... much less than everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a similar amount to make yeah. up for it. Yeah, I mean... Uh, make up for I it. mean, for the most part, I think he's just got a bunch of, like, fucking dirt smeared on him. Like, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> um, but apparently the producers liked the horse voice that yeah. the flu gave him. I don't think this is true. I think this is a... Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably an exaggeration. But, but okay, let's let's listen. Like, what is his... Yeah, give us some sound bites of right. him. Okay. It's a man a man but I mean, he's just yelling in all of these. Yeah, he's just screaming there. So it is horse, but... Take your but he's... sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! 
again, yeah, he's just he's just kind of he, he's gruff, but yeah, but he, that's kind of his. I think yeah, he did. I just think it's unlikely a, he had the flu for the entire time. No, th- I don't believe that. This probably second. just extrapolated from probably one couple days where he had the flu or something. Yeah, like exactly. That. Exactly. Like, oh yeah, yeah. And maybe who knows? Maybe those were the days that he didn't talk on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's when they filmed the the the. <laughs> The caged days. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so let's move on to kind of like the shooting of it. Then. The shooting um, schedule. So you kind of wrote this in a way that implied that I was wrong about what I said. Because <laughs> <laughs> I said it was Utah, which is not completely incorrect. It's not completely incorrect. No, 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 no. Um, but it was in fact Arizona, right? They began well, it, shooting. It was partially. Part of it was in Utah. We'll get to it, but yes. But yeah, okay. So <laughs> We'll get to the Utah bit in a second. But they began shooting in northern Arizona as scheduled. Yeah, uh, northern in, Arizona, very close to Utah. <laughs> right, very close to Utah, if you know your your American geography. Uh, as, so as we mentioned last week, they cut the budget quite a bit. Mm-hmm. What was it? And they cut the shooting schedule by 10 days. But yeah, they started in May of 1967. So everything was shot in mostly Arizona and uh, California. Uh, the village was shot in California, the ape village in the Fox Ranch, you know, whatever their uh, outdoor area. Um which we'll talk about in depth, I'm sure, on another episode that has, <laughs> that has less uh, other stuff to talk about. So yeah, the crash landing. This is where it gets... So you, you might have been correct last week, because I believe what you said was that uh, they crash landed in Utah. Yeah. So they, they was, it was on the lake. So they, the crash landing was filmed on Lake Powell. Yeah, Lake Powell, yeah, yeah. And Lake Powell is on the Colorado River, right on the border of Arizona and Utah. Okay, let's settle this. Are you going to find it exactly where on Lake Powell? Because the no, lake... but I, they have shooting locations on IMDb. They'll tell you. They'll tell us what state things were in. Right, right. So we need to figure out okay. exactly if they actually filmed it in Utah. Okay. Because much of Lake Powell. So filming locations here. It says Lake Powell, Utah, USA. Uh, crash rocket ship. Uh, other parts, like the final scene, was shot in Malibu yeah, yeah, on yeah. the beach. Uh, Page, Arizona, Glen Canyon, Utah. So there's other stuff that was in Utah Glen as well. Canyon, Utah. Yeah. yeah, well, they mentioned Glen Canyon, but they, huh, the article I was reading referred to Glen Canyon as being in northern Arizona. Chances are they were kind of back, at, like they did some of the shows, because yeah, they yeah, were probably yeah. in that area, and it was probably just like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Although I wonder, like, I, I would have thought that it would be like, you know, a big deal to go to a different state because of like tax reasons but that's uh, what i was also thinking but i suppose maybe utah and arizona yeah that's true i mean maybe if you're going between i don't know yeah well i know specifically like um you know if you're shooting in like you know let's say vancouver or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. uh you know vancouver has a very specific setup to its tax structure yeah. to basically save productions a ton of money um and same thing with toronto but like i think if you wanted to move a production between toronto and vancouver there would probably be a bunch of shit you would have to like yeah, you right. know change about the structure of the production to make sure that you optimize like your best use of tax credits one would assume that there's a lot of paperwork but maybe this was just because this was at the time like they didn't have all that uh all the specialty film yeah uh, yeah still 67 and like maybe they just didn't tell anybody you know because it's all just fucking desert out there anyway so well, just I, like, know, I know that you had to because there's you know oh, like the 30 they, mile zone right, right but it's also yeah it's documented too so i guess yeah. they did have to yeah you know you have to say where where you, you are. were yeah, yeah yeah 
uh for union reasons yeah 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 um but i guess i guess i guess utah and arizona don't have special tax credits doesn't wouldn't surprise me if that was the case so lake powell yeah we don't know they say utah they say utah yes um so so my understanding is that it was shot both in utah and arizona that is what it seems yeah okay cool um, but most of it, uh, that would be only that scene though, basically. Right. Most of the rest of it was shot in, uh, Northern Arizona. Okay. Um, so they shot until August 10th. So guess what that means? It was hot? Hot as fuck. What do we know about it being hot in Arizona? Haven't we mentioned something like I that? think, I think <laughs> we Didn't James Spader have something to say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, so did Kurt Russell. I think Kurt Russell said it was the hot... What did he say? He, he said, said like 100 and something, 110 degrees. He said like, like 65 Celsius. He said Celsius. Some ridiculous. <laughs> well, he didn't say... He said Fahrenheit, but... I know, uh, but we, we, yeah, we, we converted, it. converted it. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, but no, it's, it does not get that hot. It does get very hot. But yeah, we looked it up. So if you want to find it exactly yeah. how hot watch our stargate episode the stargate episode yeah <laughs> but apparently yeah apparently a bunch of people fainted from the heat uh including schaffner himself yeah um which I, not... I assume people in ape makeup probably were not in good shape that was what i was saying is how could you not get heat stroke every day like if if the director schaffner who is yeah. not in ape makeup fainted okay so like although to be like a lot of those scenes that were in kind of the heat and shit like that there were not that many apes in them from what i recall that's a good point yeah yeah actually now that you mention it because most of the apes were in the village which yeah. still would have been in california would have been california but yeah you the... can tell they're not in the desert on the hunt because there's all this greenery everywhere right yeah so i don't yeah. for the most part like i think most of the ape stuff was shot in california also because it's probably easier to shoot that part in california because of all the makeup stuff you don't have to. It's probably Lug cheaper because fucking, of yeah, union yeah, yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. You would probably have to have everybody in the thirty mile zone or whatever. Yeah. I imagine Malibu is in the thirty mile zone. So I think so. So yeah, as you mentioned that final scene. Uh, the, well, you didn't mention the final scene, but you mentioned they filmed in Malibu. Yeah, which was the final. That scene was on the, the final scene on the yeah, beach. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> apparently, this doesn't make any sense to me at all. Apparently, it was so difficult to get to that specific location that they yep. had to helicopter everything in. Really? Including the gorillas on the horses. That seems excessive. Like, why but, did I mean, they choose there? Why well, choose I mean, there? Well, what, here's why. Because, you know, I'm sure, like, you know, it's not easy to find a secluded area of Malibu. <laughs> like, you uh, know, there's going to be people yeah. everywhere. You need right? a massive swath of beach. Yeah, you need a massive swath of beach that people aren't using as a beach. That people aren't, yeah, hanging out. <laughs> right. Good point. Yeah. But I feel like you could still, like, yeah, I guess. But helicopter everything in, that sounds that so seems expensive. Excessive. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't boating it in be easier? That's a good point. Maybe no one thought of that. Yeah, it's like you have a shore right here. No, that would probably be way harder. Imagine unloading heli like camera equipment from boats. Imagine unloading a horse from a helicopter. You just drop it down and it's unloaded. You just unclip you it. You hoist it. Yeah, yeah. You, it's just it's just dangling oh, and you God. unclip it. I I seriously think that unloading it from a boat would be easier. A horse for a horse would be easier. I'll yeah. give you that. And camera equipment because you could just have one of those boats that has the thing that opens up on the front and you just walk right out. Into water, though. No, onto the beach. But the tides and stuff, I don't know. I feel like, I think helicopters, it's, I think it's easier to, 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 to collect a, gr a group of helicopters than a, a group of boats. Yeah, it's also much more expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess they already did hire helicopters for this movie. Yeah, it's true, but... But 
doing it twice seems way more expensive. Anyway. Yeah. A- anyway. Um. Yeah. So that that bit was shot in Malibu. Yeah. Um. So that kind of brings us to our next segment. Okay. Uh. So okay. Uh. Time for the next segment. Instead of me playing the thing, do you want to do the honors? Oh, <gasps> <Hell's laughs> fuck. fuck yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so... All right. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Oh, listen, listen to that thing purr. <laughs> listen All right. to that baby hum. Let's talk about how they shot it. <laughs> fuck so, yeah. Uh, live in studio. Live in Crane studio, kick yeah. commentaries. Crane kick commentaries. Um, so um, we have Leon Shamroy. As director of photography. Sick. So yeah, as assistant camera, we have Lee Crawford and Thomas Del Ruth. Uh, I don't know who's the first assistant camera, who's the second assistant camera, because we don't know, because they were both uncredited. They're both uncredited? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess, you know, the, you know, the unions didn't have that regulation yet. I, I don't guess know. so. Yeah, it's 60, but, 68. It's still... Um. Yeah, like maybe the position of focus puller was not like fully <laughs> yeah, defined. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, maybe he did a bunch of different things. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. So as we know, the focus puller is the guy who sets focus, and he's important. Indeed. Very important. Yeah. So this film was it. What do you think? Do you think this is anamorphic or non-anamorphic? Non-anamorphic. I don't think it's anamorphic. No, it's totally anamorphic. Cinoscope. Oh yeah, well, it's so fucking big. Yeah, it's so well, wide. Yeah, yeah. Well, as it's we know, anamorphic. being wide does not necessarily mean that. No, 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 but, anyway, but, so. but this one is so yeah. fucking wide, and as yeah, you yeah, said, yeah. No, it this, says is, this is a classic, you know, '60s like cinemascope film. Yeah, this is, I this think, is... like you know, this is what you uh, what you go to the theater for. You you know you big screen. You know this is this is this is something this you is... can't get on television. Yeah, this know? is the big screen experience. Exactly. Yeah. Like. I don't know. I'm pretty sure the first time I saw Planet of the Apes was probably on television, but like probably, or maybe I rented it. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it would have been on a four by three TV. <laughs> 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 it, uh, do they yeah. do they crop it in that instance? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Like, I mean, for example, on Laserdiscs, which you will see the box of right next to you, they generally do not crop it. No, they do the letterbox. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes on the VHS they crop it, sometimes they won't. Right. Oftentimes they cry. So I don't know what I saw initially. You can't remember that? I no, I <laughs> can't. can't it's, a, I, it's been a long time since the first time I saw Planet of the Apes, <laughs> which was I don't know. I was probably really young at this time. Which one did you see first? This one. Uh. Anyway, yeah. So once again, classic Cinemascope. Uh. Why does really one... widescreen? Really cool shots with the the helicopter at the beginning. Oh yeah, I love those. Yeah. Um. But I think what everybody wants to hear about is the Statue of Liberty. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. So the there's actually two shots of the Statue of Liberty. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's the one where you see uh, it's looking down on um, Taylor as he's approaching, and you don't quite see what it is. You, it's it's kind of like a just an arm kind of thing. That yeah. You see, some metal stuff. So that's actually I think the more interesting shot. That is the way more interesting. Yeah, shot. because um, so that's actually a forced perspective shot. Right. So um. They are actually standing like 70 meters up in the air on this big scaffold. I believe it's 70 feet. 70 feet? My <laughs> apologies. Um, 70 feet up in the air on this big scaffold. And they had this tiny little paper mache Statue of Liberty that they, are, that, that they have really close to the camera. So it yeah, looks yeah, super it looks big. big. Uh, next to, uh, next to uh, Taylor on the ground, who's like super tiny. 
and like you know this is a technique that's been used most like well known i think in like the uh lord of the rings films oh with yeah the Hobbits. yeah 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 yeah. because uh, like i don't know it's like i love force perspective it's like one of the coolest things like it's looks so much better than green screen in my opinion it's a really well uh it, it looks great when it's done well yeah yeah it's hard to do like as you can see they had to build like this giant thing just to yeah, get this, yeah, well, this two yeah. second shot done this huge scaffolding yeah like with the pictures of it it looks looks pretty dangerous to be honest i don't know like <laughs> it's probably fine uh but yeah and then and then they had to tear that all down for the reverse shot yeah uh which is actually a composite yeah well that's, so, that doesn't surprise essentially anyone, they think. just superimposed like a model onto the screen like it's like a I think it was a matte painting. It, yeah, so it's not it's not a full matte painting, like because they didn't have like the sky and everything. I think, but like you know, it, it's yeah. like they uh they had just the Statue of Liberty. And actually, watching this, like um, I you I probably wouldn't have noticed this if 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 um uh, if it wasn't like an HD like yeah. thing that I was watching now. But like yeah, you can kind of see they uh they don't a hundred percent line up. Line all the time. up. So you can see like uh the the landscape is like the th the Statue of Liberty looks like it's very slowly slightly shaking in the oh, copy that I have. Right, because the because the, the film doesn't... registration registration or whatever isn't like completely that's perfect. That's funny. That's funny. But like yeah, so that's cool. That's probably not something anybody would notice on VHS or whatever. No, but, uh, maybe in theaters. In theaters, though. they might have noticed it if they if they were a nerd like i was yeah if you're looking for it like how did they do it, that but like um yeah you might not notice that on the first time you watched it yeah yeah i thought when i first watched it i thought the uh force perspective shot was also a uh, uh like it was also a composite, composite. no yeah. yeah 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 so i i do think it's funny that they went through all that effort of building the 70 foot that's kind of what i was just thinking. for the short just thing. for that like two second shot but it does look really good so this music, the music, as we mentioned last week, is done by Jerry Goldsmith. Jerry Goldsmith, what a legend. What an absolute, absolute true legend. True legend. Of course, now he's most famous for his work on The Mummy and uh, the Star Trek Voyager theme. Um, <laughs> but way back then, he was a relative, relatively unknown uh, uh, person. I don't even think that was true. <laughs> Aren't the Goldsmiths like a fucking dynasty? I don't know, are they? Uh well I know that specifically uh for all the uh Stargate series is that they were done by Joel Goldsmith who is the son of Jerry Goldsmith. Uh so I know his son definitely uh works in the biz. Right. He began receiving widespread name recognition after his intimate score to the western Lonely Are the Brave 1962. Yeah. So I guess he was Actually he'd been nominated for three Academy Awards for one of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, relatively unknown. <laughs> relative, being the operative word in that sentence. Um, I mean, he'd be he'd be relatively truly obscure until his work on um, on Voyager. On Voyager, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think the best fact about him is apparently he got so into this film and into this uh, this score. That apparently, while writing and conducting the theme, he would don a gorilla mask. I'm going to need photographic evidence here. There is photographic evidence of him in a gorilla mask uh, conducting, but... Pixar didn't happen. Let's find it. <laughs> uh, there he is. That is somebody in an ape mask. <laughs> I guess it's not confirmed him, but but that's it's, it's somebody in an ape mask with a conductor stick. It's a conductor. What do you has... call that stick? Baton. 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 Yes, I believe so. I think yeah, I think that's right. There's probably an Italian name for it, like the pizza, 
Liberetta Mangia Pani Salami Stick. I think that's what it's called. I'm pretty sure it's not. It's yeah. just called a baton. Yeah. The marinara Mamma Mia Pizza. <laughs> yeah, let's <Olo>. move on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, this score earned some critical praise, though it did not win him the Oscar. No, but he was nominated. He was nominated. Which we mentioned. Which we did mention. Prior to this. Um, yeah, so. So we can move right along to the kind of aftermath and the sequels, because, you know, the whole legacy of this film, as you were mentioning. Is huge. Like, um, let's just give a quick count. Of like yeah, how yeah. many sequels this movie? Yeah, had. pull up the franchise. The franchise, yeah. So um, we have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine Planet of the Apes films. Jesus Christ! Yeah. So two television series. Two well. television series, short, run, short run. But, but I mean, fourteen episodes, and the not, other one was uh, animated. Which that's was, uh, that's uh, more than Firefly. Thirteen episodes. That's true. It's more than Firefly. Um, Firefly, which I actually have yet to watch. You've never watched Firefly? Jesus I think I've seen the first Christ episode Almighty, once. what is happening here? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I can't even get into that right now. But, <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, nine films for, for, for this franchise. That's incredible. And then the... Um, but the So the first run like that spawned from this film was what? Five films, including? Five films, including this one, mostly made throughout the 1970s. But and, like... I'm pretty sure they got worse with each one. Oh yeah, no, that's that's clear. But uh, so for the second one, they did actually get uh, you know, a bunch of people back. They got uh, Charlton Heston, they got uh, Maurice Evans and Linda Harrison. Yeah, well, Kim Hunter as well. Yeah, well, apparently, so Chuck Heston is saying that um, he was approached by the producer to do a sequel, um, and he was like, no, the story's already been told. I mean, like, it really has. Yeah, like, it's like. It, it, I'm, I, I actually haven't seen the sequel. Have you? I've seen the second one. I've seen Beneath the Planet of the so Apes. So with Charlton Heston? Yeah. Is it any good? No. Okay. It's, I mean, the Beneath is okay because I think there's a lot more lore that they yeah. kind of uncover. Okay, because I, 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 I do intend to watch like a couple of them, probably just Beneath. Yeah. But, like, um... Beneath the Planet of the Apes, I think they go into a lot more lore. After that, I think it starts falling off, but I don't really remember. Um, right. A true ape head could really uh, could yeah. tell you. Is, is that what we're calling them, ape heads? Ape heads is what yeah, I'm, yeah, I've yeah. chosen to call them. I'm sure that might be what they're actually called. Um, but yeah, he was telling this story, uh, Chuck Heston. So yeah, he they, the producer asked him to be in the sequel. because, And this was like, apparently... So Sorry, I'm, I, I'm jumping backwards a little bit here. but So the film was released the day before Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. Oh shit! Okay, April third. Did he watch the film on his? <laughs> I mean, I know he was a sci-fi fan. He's a big fan of Star Trek. Did you know that? I did not know that. <laughs> so it is fully possible that yeah. the one of the last things that he did before he was assassinated was go see Planet of the Apes. I think he would have liked it. He would have liked. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a good. That's yeah. Apparently, he was a huge fan of Star Trek. I'd like to know that. Let's. I just want to Google if he did. He see it. Nah, nah, just the fact that they Just happened. the fact that, that these yeah. dates happened to coincide. Yeah. I um, mean, okay, so uh, people who know history, maybe let us know what Martin Luther King was doing the yeah, day yeah. this movie came out. If, if people know what he was doing the day before the day he was assassinated, yeah. let us know. Um, but anyway, the point of all this was that within, like, two days, apparently, that's what Chuck Heston said. I don't know exactly what the time frame was, but 
the producers were like they called him up and were like this thing has legs like we're, we got yeah, yeah, we yeah, got to yeah. get a sequel going it's gonna um, be hugely successful like yeah wait so this was had it already come out yeah this was like two days after the film came out yeah, apparently yeah. according to to heston um and he was like i don't want to do a sequel um, the story's already told yeah yeah, yeah I, i'm not gonna be in it i'll and then they but obviously they pushed him and he was like okay i'll do it if you kill me off in the first scene <laughs> and they were like spoilers <laughs> yeah well he doesn't get killed off oh he doesn't okay this, this is spoilers coming up so right. this is because i actually haven't seen this movie i do intend to do and want... i imagine most people haven't actually seen this movie so should i spoil it right now maybe not because because i think for the most part i think we assume people have seen these movies but we're I, talking I, about a sequel so yeah okay i, I won't don't spoil think most people have seen this movie all right i won't spoil the sequel yeah okay so yeah yeah uh, uh the movie had legs like, yeah, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. it was doing really well immediately after it came out despite the fact that it was a uh, 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 slightly dampened by the fact that Martha, Martin Luther King was just assassinated yeah obviously that's got to put a, a yeah. stink in the air yeah I don't really want to like I feel like if someone like that important is assassinated I don't really feel like going to see an ape movie the next day <laughs> yeah that's that's true I don't know I, who knows I'm speculating maybe that's just what America needed right then was exactly. an ape movie yeah exactly um, a, a, an ape movie that tackles difficult issues issues <laughs> yeah hard conversations um yeah I'd, maybe I'd agree with that <laughs> so we talk about uh, Roger Ebert a lot yeah I, I think he's generally like a good barometer of like you know he's he's what... just an, an interesting barometer I yeah think. yeah I think so I mean I want to make this very clear I do not agree with everything Roger Ebert has no to no say. we're by no yeah. means his biggest fans at yeah. all he's just as you say a good barometer I think yeah it's I think so. yeah, yeah. It's good to touch base with him every now and again exactly yeah 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 um he liked the film yeah I mean it seems yeah it seems like he would yeah I I wasn't so sure. I thought he might. Oh yeah. I thought he might dislike it. Um, he might like unleash what he said about Universal Soldier or Stargate on it. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that Stargate review is brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like this. He gave it three out of four stars. Yeah, that's pretty good. And he said, "Do you want to read what he said?" He said, "Much better than I expected it to be. It is quickly paced, completely entertaining, and its philosophical pretensions do not get in the way." Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah. I actually disagree with everything he said there. Oh, because you, yeah, you said said it wasn't. I don't think it's quickly paced at all. Yeah. Um, And And you take that the philosophical pretensions are the point. They are kind of the whole point. Yeah. So (laughs) we kind of differ dramatically on this one, although I feel like I might give it the same amount of stars. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, apparently they brought Rod Serling on to write this sequel. Yeah. And he did a, a treatment. He wrote a draft. Yeah. And then immediately the producer was like, well, I'll write a draft instead. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe it was like a cost thing again. It maybe. Was, I bet you like Ross Serling's draft He's was like, like oh, really yeah. elaborate. <laughs> like, it's like, like, oh yeah, how are we going to do this? Oh, and, I, and we have to include the Chuck Heston character? Yeah, it's going to be really like, elaborate. Oh man. Like, like, uh, oh no, he wants... This is, this is, we're spitballing here. We don't actually know yeah, yeah. what the <laughs> reason was. But, oh no, um, he wants a 50-foot robotic ape. Yeah, I know. Or all those explosions at the end that he wrote. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, helicopters. Oh god. Yeah. Uh yeah, so that, but yeah yeah a lot of sequels and then you have you know your your modern day sequels which we kind of touched upon yeah uh, we have the Tim Burton one which uh, oh yeah which interestingly 
uh, Chuck Heston and was in. in. He played yeah. an ape in that he film. He played an ape in that film. We won't ruin that movie. Although, don't watch that movie. Do yourself a favor. All right, definitely watch that film. I say, <laughs> I say, watch that film. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> Do you want to see Marky Mark? <laughs> yeah, if you want to see Marky Mark. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. Also, like, uh, we we got to talk about like the fandom for this. That's right. Film. So, like, I never realized this, but like, I mean. You were saying that uh, the director doesn't think this is a science fiction film. <laughs> I think he was a li- being a little bit tongue in cheek. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, apparently, yeah. like the two big things at like science fiction conventions in like the seventies, which is like kind of the the time that science fiction conventions became a thing. Yeah, like the whole. Um, it's like you had Star Trek and you had Planet of the Apes, apparently, and it's like it's really weird that I like I don't really see like a lot of Planet of the Apes shit like nowadays. Like, I mean, I haven't been to Fan Expo in a while or whatever, but like, no, um, it's been a while, but. Uh, especially with COVID, but, yeah, that's, you know, yeah, exactly. that's probably the reason. Um, what what, uh, what was I gonna say? Like, you don't really see the fandom like uh, as strongly now as it existed like back in the day. But like at the time, like they had like they called them ape cons, which is like <laughs> it's like a Star Trek convention. Like you had a bunch of people dressed up as apes. That's so good. And like you know, like cosplaying as Doctor Zayas or whatever. <laughs> like, Doctor Zayas, Doctor Zayas. I really love that. Uh, and yeah, so if you Google ApeCon or whatever, you will not find this because some dumb people have co-opted that name. Co-opted ApeCon for the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, don't Google that. Uh, yeah, don't give ApeCon traffic, the, the new ApeCon. But but yeah, so um, Planet of the Apes, yeah. Uh, it, it's a huge fandom that I didn't even realize existed. And that's, I guess, what sustained them for like yeah, all yeah. these sequels and shit like that. Yeah, which honestly surprises me a bit. Like, I could, like... The whole the fact that it was so successful surprises me a little bit, to be honest. What was that? I don't know. Just like it seems like it, it should have been like a really good one off. Like the the. Well, I guess it's because it, like it it you know, because I think how a fandom happens like is is like, you know, it starts off with just one film. Yeah, and then you're or desperate one thing, for more, right? Yeah. And then it affects somebody so much that they want to see it again. And so it's kind of the lore and, like, the big thing yeah, that kind of get yeah, people yeah. into it, right? So it's, like... But also, I think one of the reasons why this happened at the time and why I don't see it so much anymore is because, like, really at the time, there wasn't that much. To, like, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. There's just... the, the nerds were kind of underserviced, I think, at the time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, absolutely. Totally. Like, think about, like, all the shit that people... Like, Star Wars didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. They, they... Star Trek had just started. And um, think about just the fact that the access to the internet, how good that is for nerds these days. Like, that's you don't need conventions well, if you've got. Yeah, I mean, Google. you still do have the conventions. You have but them, like, but they're yeah. not. They're not as 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 integral to the community. I yeah, don't, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. That's the ApeCon's pretty sweet. I would have loved to go to. Yeah, a, I would have loved to go to ApeCon. I don't know. Ape maybe Con. maybe I'll go to like next time I go to Fan Expo, or maybe I'll do a Doctor Zayas. Yeah, we should go go to the next uh, Comic-Con or uh, Fan Expos. uh, Fan Expos. I guess guess Fan Expo, did it happen this year? Because it would be happening right now, wouldn't it? I I assume it was canceled. I don't know. Anyway, uh, there will be conventions. We will go to them. We will go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, Mark our words. uh, Because Jake's a Zayas apologist. Obviously, he's going to be be Dr. Zayas. Uh, (laughs) I'm not sure who I will go as yet. Um, Who's the best... Because obviously Dr. Zayas is like... What about Lucius? <laughs> kids don't wear beards. Kids are only... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or no, no, no. In, back on my home planet. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Chuck Heston cosplay is kind of, I think, not 
it's enough boring. effort. It's boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like you know, you all you can... got to do is you put on, and obviously you don't look like Chuck Aston. Yeah, I don't look. I don't look. <laughs> it's like... I honestly couldn't look less like Chuck Aston. Well, yeah. if I was like, like heavier, maybe, but yeah, but that's it. That's the only thing that's barring me. But from yeah, I mean, he's in pretty like good him. shape in this movie. I mean, he has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and he's so oiled up the whole time. <laughs> I think that might not be oil. I think that might just, might be, just sweat be sweat from, from as the... we were saying, like all this uh, shit from the Arizona heat. Yeah, so I think that's that's about I think everything we want to say about the sort of aftermath. But anyway, th- this movie was a much bigger success than I knew that it was. I knew it was a classic, but I didn't realize it had as much legacy as it did yeah and also as when i was doing the research for this i came upon like so many fan sites for final <laughs> yeah, yeah there's so much uh information out yeah there. there's so much information yeah yeah we could we could go on about other we stuff really too. could but um you know maybe we'll post some links or something like that but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so we have a new, another segment that we need to, to another segment to what, what could that possibly be transition into here i don't know what could it be maybe something that isn't is you know it's not false but what is it then? But it might be I don't the know. opposite of that. What's that? You might say a negation of oh. such a thing. <laughs> fuck yeah very relevant sorry i just needed to get that one yeah, in too yeah, yeah, yeah. all right so we have some some things that are true that we need to get to so this is the segment on the truth which is often a segment in which i'll just keep and talk about aliens but, often well that's... but here we're going to talk about the actual truth we're going to yeah. get to the bottom of of what what's really going on here what's really happening what's really going down you know so yeah, we're gonna have a bit of a discussion, and I'd like I'd like to uh, 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 start off by addressing what you just said about talking about aliens, um, because as we know, there's no aliens in this film. No, there are not. At first, it seems like there's a few, but you yes. find out at the end that in fact no aliens are in this film. Um, so we can't talk about aliens, obviously, because that would not be relevant. And you know, we can't talk about aliens if it's not relevant. No. Um, the question that we are going to answer in this segment is, uh, what, uh, was it a Planet of the Apes? Uh, was it a Planet of the Apes? I mean, are, are we currently stand, sitting down on the Planet of the Humans? That's, and that's the discussion that we're getting into here. <laughs> okay. So, but I mean, by, by that, we're going to get more specific. We're going to talk about science today. Well, we're going to talk more about apes. Okay. Like, specifically, what are apes and what makes, what would theoretically make a planet of the apes right okay so are you saying that we're on a planet of the apes right now you could argue that what's an ape so the 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 first question that needs to be the, the first distinction that needs to be made is between ape and great ape and i think this is where it gets kind of so but is a great ape not an ape it's got ape in the name it's got ape in the name but there are um separate categories okay so, um, in, in traditional and non-scientific use, the term ape excludes humans. Okay. 
um, and can include uh, tailless primates, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, but there are two extant, sorry, extant branches of the superfamily Hominidia, the gibbons or lesser apes, and the hominids or the great apes. Okay, so hominids, aka great apes, that includes humans, chimpanzees, orangutans, uh, bonobos, gorillas, right? Speci- exactly, yeah. And the, but that is also the the other thing that needs to be taken into account. If when we bring it back to the film, though, is um, the definition of ape and great ape is actually quite recently uh, evolved. Right. So the, specifically, the categorization of humans as great apes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, so based on scientific usage, humans fall under the category of great apes. Exactly. Yeah. Which would, in fact, make humans apes. Oh, yeah. Because I, mean, I was saying that, you know, if you're going by scientific usage, yes, you are 100% in the right to say that humans are apes. And that we would be, if you would, if you would indeed say that we are on the planet of the humans, which maybe you wouldn't. Um, then the planet of the humans would in fact be the planet of the apes. Well, here, here's another question that kind of takes it away from apes, just sort of a little bit. Um, do we see any other creatures on the planet of the apes uh, besides humans and apes? We see horses. We see horses. Do we see birds? I think we might see some birds. I think there are some birds. There might be an insect or two. See, we see a couple of different animals. Yeah. Could you then call Earth the planet of the humans? That's well. That is the question. Uh, I mean, it's a dumb question, mind you. You know, that's something that's probably way too philosophical for the show. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, I mean, this is the truth. This it's is the too truth. philosophical for for well, the I mean, truth. If it's yeah, I mean, if we're talking about hard facts here, then this entire question is irrelevant because how can we get to the yeah. truth? How can we establish any truth to this statement when, in fact, it seems quite subjective? That's a good point. Also, um, the fact, as I was briefly mentioned earlier, humans weren't considered in the same category as apes until the, uh, the 1990s. They okay, weren't... so at the time when this movie was written, then it was... It, it seems that that is the case, that they, it was not correct. Okay, so but can, can, can we establish something which may not, which I do believe to be truthfully incorrect? Truthfully... Is calling, is calling it... La Planète des Singes well, is that, incorrect. That is incredibly incorrect, yes. Because in fact, Singe being the French word for monkey. Exactly. Uh, there are no monkeys in the entire movie. No monkeys at all. Or, I mean, I haven't, I haven't actually read the entire book, but like, the whole book is about apes, not it's monkeys. all about apes. Yeah, the same... Uh... And as we know, an ape isn't a monkey. Exactly. It's not, well, and usually it's a tail. I know there's a few distinctions, there are yeah. exceptions rather. Um, but hold on, I'm 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 translating ape into French, and it's saying songe. Oh, really? Okay, because I I I just is I translated songe, and it gave me monkeys. So yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. they both mean. Uh, they, they, maybe the French have not scientifically evolved. The French don't have a uh, a. Uh, what about great difference? ape? Maybe it's homo name. Oh no, they don't understand. They just put grand singe. Okay, let's let's go to the French language Wikipedia article for Great Ape. There, see now you're using your noggin. Oh, hominid a is the there is yes. Yeah, so the Wikipedia article is called hominid a, uh, and let's do this en français, which is also 
Yeah, so les hominides. So that's just translated. Hominidae are a uh, sont une famille de primates. Okay. Yeah, to Actuels be. Actuels orangutan, gorilla, chimpanzé, et homo. <laughs> to be fair, now here's where it gets even more interesting, though. To be fair, um, great ape is not a scientific term for it at all. It is it's not. A, it's a colloquial colloquialization. Okay. So if you click on the great ape Wikipedia uh, article, it redirects you to hominidae. Right. So. But uh, the word great ape is, is occasionally used in scientific literature, is it not? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, it d- defines scientific lit- literature. Is like a, a book that Jane Goodall wrote, scientific literature. Yeah, I would believe that's in a scientific context. Yeah, you could even re- though like, you could reference yeah, that in yeah, a yeah, journal. Yeah. I mean, you probably wouldn't. You would probably if, pick a paper that she published. Yeah, a paper. Yeah, I suppose that's because I mean, but... like generally, books written by scientists are written for a general audience. Yeah, not even for if they a... like, uh, even if they have, even if they are very scientific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would still argue that that's a scientific context. That is true. So yeah, debatable. So, so I mean, us... we're all just. So, okay. Ape, ape. Ape, ape. Ape, ape. Great ape. 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 Great ape, ape. Great ape, apes, apes, and apes, ape, great apes. You know, we're all just apes, man. Maybe. Sorry, <laughs> I apologize for that. Um, but that, uh, <laughs> that brings us to the, to the next part of our... Yeah, I'm getting our, confused our here. truth. Yeah, we're getting really... The, this whole movie's about the humanity... <laughs> this is not at all that true. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. it's not true. The humanity of apes. Right. And vice versa. In the um, apeness of humanity. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of, you know, the, the, but in the film, you know, the apeness means the, the, the wildness. Um, but, you know, apes are people too. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. See, that's a rude thing to say to an ape. In the context, fair. Sure. <laughs> fair but <laughs> if you're just with an ape and an ape that's not a polite thing uh that's not a polite thing to say to an ape and you know what an ape should be able to sue you for saying something like that should they they should okay and you know what that is uh what brings us to this next bit which is a uh, it's about personage for apes right so uh, i'm gonna read from a cbc article here from 2007 in 1981 was just a baby in Sierra Leone when his mother was shot before his barely focused brown eyes. Shortly after, Hazil was stuffed into a wooden crate, which was eventually loaded onto a boat and sent to Austria. Hazel, it turned out, had been sold to a firm in Vienna and would likely have ended up as part of a pharmaceutical experiment had it not been for an alert customs official. He was rescued and turned over to a shelter where he has lived to this day. Unfortunately, the shelter is about to go bankrupt, and Hazel, is now, finds, and Hazel now finds himself before the courts, fighting for his very freedom. This was back in 2007. Hazel, you see, is a great ape. So they're using great ape in this article here. Specifically, a chimpanzee. And an appeals court in Vienna has now been asked to decide whether this chimp deserves the status of being recognized as a legal person. That the question may be answered in the affirmative is not as far-fetched as it may seem. Uh, among the factors likely to be considered will be some recent events in Spain. 
On February 28, 2007, the people of the Balearic Islands, an autonomous region in Spain, saw their parliament become the first legislature in the world to approve a, re uh, a resolution granting legal rights to all great apes, gorillas, chimpanzees, orangutans, and bonobos, the subfamilies of a species, great apes, that also includes humans. There you go. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting, definitely, uh, that there are already uh, jurisdictions which... Um, award uh yeah i think that's awesome right i think Definitely. that's awesome yeah Good uh but you know i think i think a really interesting question you know that pertains to this film apes is can apes talk it is a good question have you ever heard of kanzi the gorilla yes i have actually <laughs> so apes can definitely not speak english no but what can they speak well uh various attempts have been made to teach apes sign language yeah, and that's been successful. Well, semi-successful, but Somewhat. there have been issues with that about... Um, oh, well, whether it's not, it's comprehension or whether, whether it's or not... Whether it's comprehensive or not. And, uh, sorry, I said that Kanzi was a gorilla, but Kanzi is, in fact, a bonobo. Yeah, mistake. yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the things with uh, Kanzi is the researchers which were working with Kanzi attempted to come up with a method that would more accurately demonstrate that the uh, the ape in question is actually comprehending the language the language yeah and so um you can see sort of in have, do, do you have some of the pictures of kanzi i've got some bit? pictures yeah so kanzi uh is actually basically has in front of him a uh a big board with a bunch of symbols on it yeah kind of almost like a keyboard <laughs> a lot like a keyboard yeah yeah but um obviously uh apes fingers are you use a real keyboard, right? The wall, yeah. Essentially, wall. each of these, uh, each of these symbols are associated with words, and the words they are associated with are not actually the don't necessarily correspond to the symbol that's on the thing. What do you mean? Well, as opposed, like, um, the symbol isn't a pictorial representation of right, the word. Right, 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 right. It's so, just an abstract symbol. Right, right. So and the whole point be, is to demonstrate it that it's. It could be a picture of a moon, but it means apple. Exactly, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not a linguist or anything close to <laughs> that but no. uh i i uh i believe that somehow this method demonstrates this more accurately but i don't really know i, I have seen some videos of, of kenzie just doing air, uh interesting yeah. tasks and, and definitely kenzie seems like a very smart individual <laughs> yeah well there's some there's some anecdotes here um the first one is in an outing in the woods in georgia Kanzi touched the symbols for marshmallows and fire. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Susan Savage Rumba said in an interview that given matches and marshmallows, Kanzi snapped twigs for a fire, lit them with the matches, and toasted the marshmallows on a stick. I mean, that's pretty amazing. That's, you know, next step, riding horses. <laughs> that's like, that's literally like so fucking close to yeah. riding a horse and shooting it. And yeah, exactly. That's fucking terrifying. Like, we're, we gotta be careful, man. These apes, like man. I don't want to be like I know this is a cold take when talking about Planet Planet of the Apes, but yeah. like gotta be careful, man. <laughs> Maybe the apes have to be careful with us. Oh <laughs> shit! Well, clearly they fucking do. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Doctor Zayas had a point. Yeah. Maybe fucking Doctor Zayas had a point, man. <laughs> Doctor Zayas. Doctor Zayas. Doctor Zayas. Doctor Zayas. <laughs> All right. Um. But yeah, no, I do. I definitely think it. It seems to be plausible that an ape could comprehend. Um, Planet of the language. Apes is not an uh, like. 
the only the there are some scientific things that i would say like specifically like the pace of evolution is greatly exaggerated oh of course like and... all they would have had to say is like just make it a longer period of time yeah because like two thousand years is nowhere near enough time for them to evolve the vocal tracks that are required or, or i don't even know if it's long enough for them to get that you know uh, uh, uh erect let's see actually when did uh when did humans and chimpanzees diverge and how, how long i want to know how long ago is our uh our nearest common ancestor uh this was part of the hominid article because uh from what i understand uh humans chimps and bonobos are all like yeah, bonobos and chimps are the closest ancestors. Sorry, the closest um, things to humans. So um, okay, so hominini is the specific classification that includes humans, bonobos, and uh, chimpanzees. Right. Uh, here's a tree, but it doesn't have dates. Dates, yeah. What well, does here? Uh, about two million ish years ago. So yeah, <laughs> uh, two two to four million years ago, it looks like. Wait, oh, oh, oh no, 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 eight million years ago. So because I I was reading okay, but if you actually look at, but that's not to say that the apes couldn't have evolved. I'm estimating based on what I know here of the different species, like Australopithecus to humans, was roughly to modern humans was roughly two million years ago. Okay, that's yeah, that's so I think you could take something that is ape like and have an ape that could talk within two million years, I'm going to say. I mean, I, I agree with you in my uh, uh, unofficial opinion, but yeah. yeah. I am not a but biologist yeah. or anything like no, that. No, no, me or, neither, but, but I, uh, I... My uh, extrapolation based on this chart is you could have an ape that talks within two million years. Yeah. But 2,000 years, or uh, was it 3,000? 2,000 or 3,000. 2,000 it was. Movie, yeah. It was 2,000. Um, I think that's way too short of a time. preposterous. Unless maybe... It was because of the radiation. Oh, shit. That's a good point. But I, I mean, we, I mean, radiation doesn't actually do that. I mean, that's not, a, yeah. It'd uh, probably just give them all cancer. Yeah, yeah, they'd probably just all die. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They'd all die horribly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, probably not that. But it, from like a storybook perspective, absolutely yeah. could be that. Anyway, so uh, the yeah. whole thing is very unscientific. Yeah. Also, for them to have developed from where they were to like us within two thousand years. Yeah, well, it wasn't just the it wasn't just the evolutionary development. It yeah, was also, also the cultural the, development. The cultural yeah, development. Like, yeah. What did humans? What were humans like two thousand years ago? And what were they like two thousand years before that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, so they gave them they they gave the apes two thousand years to not only evolve into yeah. humans. Uh, technically, in all yeah, exactly. for all intents and purposes, like because like also... two thousand years ago, like you know, we were in like the middle of like the Roman Empire. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, mean, exactly. other things were happening in the world. I don't want to be too Eurocentric yeah, here, yeah, but yeah, like but... you know, but yeah, two thousand years ago was the height of the Roman Empire, right? Like you know, it was two thousand not... years ago was only enough to get us from there to where we are now. Yeah, it was and not... then there were like thousands of years before that to get to that two, point. Two thousand right? years before that was hardly Australopithecus. Yeah, I know exactly. Uh, Unless they learned from us, but they didn't. They didn't learn from us because... Well, maybe they did. Sorry? Maybe they did. I no, mean, because they didn't, because Dr. Zayas was told not to, to, to stay away from them. What's interesting here is all everything we're talking about, I think, is answered in oh, the in sequels. The, in the Planet of the Apes, like the modern ones? And the prequels. I think they touch right, on, yeah, on yeah, both yeah, of yeah. them. But I'm not 100% I mean, sure. Yeah, definitely. Unfortunately, I haven't 
watched all those. Yeah, well, so. we're not talking about those, and they didn't exist when this movie was made. No. But no. I think we're but starting to... But I mean, to... like, I'll, I'll give credit to, like, you know, uh, Beneath the Planet of the Apes or whatever, or and, like, those series, because those were done by the same people, at least. Yeah, And, yeah, yeah. you know, I like, mean, theoretically, the idea has could already been in their head when they were making the first movie. Theoretically. I mean, yeah. it was, I think it was pretty clearly just a money grab. Oh, but... yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they intended to make a bad movie. To make a bad movie? Yeah. No, I mean, nobody said no, no, to make true. a bad movie. No, I guess not. Well, yeah. I don't know. That's totally true. I don't know. Define bad. If I guess if it makes money, it can't yeah. be bad. No one sets out to make an unprofitable movie. No. Um, well, so, maybe. <laughs> it's a whole different cover, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe that's the whole point. Yeah. Have you ever seen the producers? <laughs> that's, I was just going to bring up the producers, yeah. Um, so let's move on to the final thoughts, because we're talking about the producers now. Um, we'll do that movie one day. We'll do, yeah, we'll do that movie one day. It'll be great. Um, so final thoughts. Um, I just wanted to bring up one thing like about the final line. I thought it was funny. It was uh, uh, apparently because, you know, what we play his his what he says at the very end for us. You maniac! You blew it up! Oh, damn you! God damn you all to hell! Yeah, so the censors were not pleased with that the line. Hell? They didn't like the goddamn straight to hell because it was blasphemous, blasphemous and the censors in 1968 thought that that was not okay. Um, that was what they had a problem with? Yeah. So <laughs> they did like not the like that. The rest of the movie they didn't care about? No, they didn't care. But um, Chuck Heston was, uh, he said, he made the argument apparently that, uh, 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 um, that well, he, was, he wasn't taking the Lord's name in vain because he was literally pleading with God to damn all the humans' souls to hell. I mean, yeah, and I mean, you know, we're talking... This is Moses we're talking about here. <laughs> it's like, you know, how this can is, you argue with him? This is Moses we're talking about here? Yeah, in the Ten Commandments. Oh. Charlton yeah. Heston plays Moses. Right, yeah, sorry, my mistake. I forgot that we totally switched movies there. <laughs> but yeah, 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 we are talking. It is Moses, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So there you, you go. You can argue with Moses about the Ten Commandments? Who's going to do that? You know, literally, don't take the Lord's name. That's in, that's in the tablet that Chuck Heston brings down yeah. from Mount Sinai. He, yeah, <laughs> I, I handed that down to you. Yeah, it's on like, the silver you don't screen. think I know what this means? <laughs> it's like, do, 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 did you see that movie? So, <laughs> your final thought. I like the movie. Uh, you know, it uh, has a bit of fluff. Yeah. Trial scene is a bit much. Yeah. Um, but uh, good stuff and definitely deserves the uh, reputation as being a classic. Yeah. I think, yeah, I agree. I think you could have you could have shaved a lot of stuff off of there. I think a lot of ideas could have been conveyed a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Like I think, I think a, a, a Taylor kind of in the beginning comes off too much, just like an asshole, and not enough like you know someone who's sick of humanity. Right. Like I think it hits home better if she's a little more uh, likable, sy sympathetic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, I get someone being, like, you know, tired of humanity, but at least make them, like, you know, not a fucking dick. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, but other than that, those few qualms, I thought it was, it's a, it's a great, it's a great fun watch, you know? Yeah, great fun watch. That's uh, really all, all I can say there. 
Uh, and uh, before I play us out, I just want to uh, give a big thanks to all our Greek listeners for tuning in. Oh, thank you so much. We love you. Yeah. Um, and I will go ahead and play us out. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week. chimpanzee No, you'll never make a monkey out of me Oh my God, I was wrong It was Earth all along You finally made a monkey Yes, we finally made a monkey Yes, you finally Yes.